Yo, what's up, y'all? This is your boy, Jonathan Jackson. Just come to let y'all know this is one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever listened to, as well as I've had the opportunity to be featured on. Vale, keep doing what you're doing, man. We look forward to hearing more of this amazing knowledge and wisdom you have to spread, as well as more content coming our way. So we appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing, bro. I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they desire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I done a lot. I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all will be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vale's World. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast, and we got another banger. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, hit us up at Vail's World Podcast at ldmunger.com. Now let's get on with the show. Today's good read. Is the Law of Divine Compensation on Work, Money, and Miracles by Moraine Williamson. All right, man. Moraine Williamson is a best-selling author. She got books like Return to Love, Healing the Soul of America, and all that. She's a, a world-renowned teacher and one of the most important inspirational thinkers of our time. In the Law of Divine Compensation, she reveals the spiritual principles that help us overcome financial stress, unleash the divine power of abundance, a guru to anyone that is interested in spirituality, wisdom words ring with power and the truth as it assures us that the faith in God's promise of prosperity for all. We need never fear the future. I was just reading so many books and just kept getting strangled down this rabbit hole. It's like once you read one book, you just keep going, keep going, and boom. But one thing I can say that it was able to allow a connection uh, from reading Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday to Clarity and Connection by Young Pablo and then the Divine Compensation because, you know, in a sense, everything in life is somewhat transactional. Either we are entitled to it or we feel that entitlement or it just happens at some point and that's just how life runs so i like this book man anybody that needs spiritual connection as well as just logic behind some of the things that happen in the world this the book the law of divine compensation by marine williamson and if y'all got any good reads make sure y'all hit us up on facebook twitter and instagram at Vales world podcast and if y'all want to be long-winded, have a book review, go ahead and shoot me an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Now, what's popping? All right, so last month, Black History Month, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. I was recognized by the local branch of the NAACP. It was such an honor. I was happy and pleased by the recognition because the community immediately looked at me as someone that was deserving. Salute to the committee that approved my nomination. Uh, I think that's an important piece as well. And 
it felt good just like doing the work and then being in that space, seeing all like the older people and just how admirable they were of such a young leader like myself coming into the world and being new here. I've been here for five years and just doing the work. Like I don't need the titles. I don't need a lot of things just to do the work. I feel great at times being recognized. I also was one of the honorees that were recognized for Black History Month by Congressman Soto. And that was great. And one of the, the privileges of this was I got my biography read into the congressional record, which is a great honor. And now I am in the history books forever nationally. And um, I'm pleased I was, I'm, I'm able to share this honor with individuals like my aunt, rest her soul. I'm quite sure she's happy, smiling and, and proud of me as she always is when I give her any type of news. So I'm blessed. So I'm blessed and pleased with that. And I'm glad that we have space to be recognized from the things that we continue to do during this time. And I hope it's just the, the spark that makes sure that black excellence is being recognized throughout the year. So salute to me and all the honorees. You know, it's good. You know, we a lot of us just serving leaders as I heard doing the work. Ah, this thing, man. We got Ja Wick, Ja Warrant, <laughs> Ja Morant. Oh, man. He proved me right. And for those that don't know, I, I used to follow John Morant doing his Murray State days. I, I just love the idea of the small school kid that had to work for everything, had to grind for everything, had that dog in him and it just kept proving people wrong. His rookie year, I was the one going off on people for even assuming that Zion deserved rookie of the year with the amount of games that he missed. And I felt like they was going to snug him just like Melo was snug by LeBron during their rookie, during their rookie season. It reminds Reminds me a lot of the homies back home at the crib. A lot of talented guys that I went to high school with, that I went to grade school with overall, just couldn't let this idea of the street life and street culture go. And this is what happened when you fall in love with the lifestyle. You become a, a $22 million a year person and you still surround yourself in those environments, assuming, or I don't know the gratification that you get, but I guess if it's the lifestyle that you want, that you're attracted to, that's the lifestyle that you'll continue to get and jeopardizing so much. I remember the first incident that happened last year and then they gave him the big deal. They gave him the extension. It's like, what? So you can't continue to, you can't continue to reward bad behavior and expect a change. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until you say enough is enough. A lot of the black leaders may have had a lot of private phone calls with him and that's why they are on air being a little, giving them a little more grace than he he deserves and then you got some of the dumb people that's just sounding ignorant but neither here nor there uh john Morant, man i i i don't ever want to see a black man lose the bag especially when you have generational type of resources that can change the trajectory of your whole family and i'm all about self-improving self-growing i think he can bounce back if you just get the right people in this circle I see, I see my little cousins and John Morant. And we have Ye and Adidas. Apparently, they've been at the table to come up with an agreement because for those that don't know, Adidas is losing a lot of money, millions and millions and millions. I believe $1.2 billion is the estimate of what they have lost since the departure of 
Kanye himself. So now they're coming up with an agreement. What are they going to do with all of the old merchandise, which is already produced? So that's the clothes, that's the shoes. They have it. They were going to rename it, but I guess that didn't work well. So now they are back at the table trying to figure out how can we reduce the loss of this hideous act. And I wish they just would have took some time to let it die out instead of riding the wave and doing all this stuff because they're not the only company that's losing money. Everyone that dropped yay in that moment very impulsively are losing money and it's crazy. So now they have to go back to the table to figure out how can we slow down the bleeding and brush our hands off, which they should have just done that in the first place. When you do drastic things, you receive drastic measures and that was a risk that they were willing to take and now they got to apologize. Sorry to say, yay one. Balenciaga, Gap, all these entities are taking L's. And I don't blame them. Yeah, so if there's something popping in your life, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you got something to say about something that I said, hit us up. And if it's long or whatnot, make sure y'all shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. And wait, take a couple seconds. I'm telling you, take a couple seconds out your life. Go to the Anchor account. Leave a message. About 15 seconds. Don't have it too long. But how you feeling about the show, man? You might be on an upcoming episode. Not a hot topic. So everybody been talking about, oh, Michael B. Jordan corny and all this other stuff. I mean, we were saying he was corny a long time ago before this incident happened. And that was because of, like, his choice of women. He gave, like, Russell Wilson vibes. You know, there's nothing really wrong with being corny. But in this instance, I actually believe he was being petty. I don't think this was corny at all, not even a little bit. I also see it's something that I would do because I'm very honest and upfront. I don't have to like you to to work with you and to be a professional. So I speak my piece and keep it pushing. That's just me. But this Michael B. Jordan incident, for those that don't know, he was being interviewed on the red carpet and there was a, I won't even say she was a reporter. I don't even know what she was. That was an influencer who just happened to have a podcast and she was on an episode talking about her going to school with Michael B. Jordan and how he was corny, pretty much lame, all these other weird things, which is interesting because Michael B. Jordan been acting for a long time. I recall him being on Hardball, and that was a long time ago. So I don't know if he was corny or just focused, and that's what those people do. The, the successful people from like high school, like they were never really the most social people. They stay stayed to themselves, and they're just pretty fucking great, pretty awesome. Now they are the ones that got the high paying jobs and careers and things of that nature. So neither here nor there. So I don't think it was corny. I think it was, you know, pretty petty of flex. And it was because she started the interviews as if they were cool. Like, oh, yeah, went to school together. Da, da, da. We go way back and da, 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 da. And his comment was like, oh, the corn, the cornball, right? The corny, you know, something like that. And laughed it off and just continue with the interview. Like, yeah, don't don't try me. Like, I, I heard you. You know what you said. I know what you said. Don't try to act like we cool. And it's all right. You know, maybe if you just would have started with the interview question, I wouldn't have mentioned it, brought it up. But don't try to act like we cool, like we've been down since high school. That's not the case. And again, I also just think it was just a shot, just a little, just a little clap back shot, some petty, nothing personal about it. Like, no, I'm just talking shit. It's cool. Like, I don't have any problem because I, I believe if he had a problem, he would have walked off. I think the corny thing to do in that moment would have been, oh, no, you talking shit to me. I'm not accepting this interview. You enjoy your day, which he still 
still has his right to do. But he didn't do that. I feel like that would have been more corny than petty, if anything. But he didn't do that. He stayed there. He joked about it, laughed, did the interview, you know, straightened out the situation, did the interview and went on about his day. And that's the only part that's being shown right now. Michael B. Jordan gets bullied for not being black enough, even as as an adult. Before this Laurie thing, he was an actor and he had Black Panther and all that stuff in in the works, but... He wasn't really mainstream in like urban culture until he popped out with Laurie. Like you had the women that was like lusting over him and things of that nature. But no one really knew who he was in a black community for real, for real, until he started dating Laurie out the future. Makes sense now. And they were saying like how he was a cornballed in for cuffing Laurie out their future and how Laurie was amazing for you know, leaving a bad guy to going with the good guy and all these other things. But before that, he was what we would consider a cornball. He was dating white women. He stayed to himself. He really wasn't out on the scene and things like that. He had a couple good movies. You know, he had a nice run for that time period that helped elevate him. But Laurie was the thing that really got him popular in in black society, in my opinion. And these are my opinions. Y'all can argue with me all y'all want. I just know I ain't know Michael B. Jordan was until I knew who Michael B. Jordan was. And then we start putting everything together. It's like, oh, that's the dude from Hardball. So it makes sense to me. I went to school with a, a kid star, Jibs. We was at Cornerhand Middle School, now Cornerhand School of the Future. I believe that's what it's called. It's like high school now. When I say I like saw the grind, like I didn't really know what was going on. And I'm not gonna act like me and Jills was tight. Like we had cool moments, freestyle and just talk and play basketball and things like that. Like that that's what we did. And I remember seeing them in the Galleria a couple of years after I graduated high school and my homies didn't believe me. He's like, Well, and da, da, da. we wrapped it up, you know, chopped it up, something like that. And I also remember seeing them not too long ago at the emos. Every time I pop in the city, I make sure I go to the emos on Hampton, grab me a small chicken and pineapple pizza with a nice garlic bread. You know, keep it gutter. When we were in middle school, like he just stayed to himself for the most part. He had his girlfriend, Brittany Forrest, I believe that's her name. Uh, I used to be in love with her sister, and which was funny because he thought that I liked her. I was like, no, I'm trying to get her sister. He just did his work, did what he had to do when he was there. It was a lot of days he wasn't there. He was always traveling, going back and forth from L.A. I wouldn't necessarily consider him a cornball, but he really didn't have like friends because he really wasn't there because he was working. He was working on his craft. He was listening to beats and writing and things things of this nature so I get it and I can see how someone can look at someone in middle school and be like oh you're not cool you're not help because you're not doing the things that we're doing like Jills were literally the first person that allowed me to listen to an mp3 player I remember when he came back he's like yeah man I just came back from LA with Dr. Dre and da 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 and here goes some of the tracks that we you know we making that we trying to get out and I listened to uh, Chain Hang Low which was pretty cool on this little MP3 player, again, we are in eighth grade. And our eighth grade, like our our school was pretty bad. But listening to that and going off to high school and seeing a couple years after that he, him blow, it's like he put that work in. He had to sacrifice being cool, being accepted, you know, walking, you know, back from school and the fights and the jokes and things of that nature in order for him to get to where he want to be at in life. So he had a mission at a young age. And I'm quite sure, you know, individuals like, Michael B. Jordan and other entertainers out there and all individuals that are really dedicated and 
and, and stuck on their craft at a somewhat young age, because I believe people assume that you have to do that later in life. But there's never a later in life, because the later that you invest that time, the later your success may be. So that's just how I feel about that. I wouldn't say it's corny at all. And I think people misuse corny, right? I think society, you know, look at it as when you sacrifice the social piece, you know, that's needed at times. Like it's needed for what you want to accomplish. Like other people not even willing to sacrifice that part of their life in order to accomplish something greater because they don't want to be corny. They don't want to be misunderstood and things of that nature. And I have been called corny before. Like I'm, I feel like everyone is corny or lame to someone. So it, it is what it is. Honestly, it's just about knowing yourself. So when you're hearing all the chirping and whatnot, just let it go over your head. Hey, I can accept I'm corny. I like anime. I, I, I create podcasts. I take pictures. I like art. I like fashion. I like fast cars. I like all type of things. I like guns. I like all type of things that a lot of people may not like. And that's okay. I'm not interested in doing things to be light. And I haven't been that way for a while. Even in high school, like I was always the most popular lame ever. And some people say, oh man, you was real popular. Yeah. You know, I, I was accepted, but never chosen. That's what I love to say. And, you know, and it doesn't matter how successful you become. You are always lame to someone. You're always brokered in someone. You always have less resources than someone. So trying to, you know, compare yourself to others is just a waste of time. Some folks might just hate your success and they call you corny because of that, because they can't get with you or they can't get to your level. They don't have the access to you that they feel like they deserve or they just hate you just because they just hate you. You can't do anything with that. I don't think his response was corny, but I definitely sense the level of pettiness that I would display every time. Salute the petty warriors out there. Peace and love. Thank y'all valiants for being a part of this journey. Make sure y'all continue to engage on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bell's World Podcast. If you want to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, feel free to shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Do not hesitate to hit us up on Anchor and leave a voice memo and hear yourself on an upcoming episode. Veil's World can be heard on all the podcast platforms. I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Spotify and many more. And before you leave, make sure you hit the subscribe, share button, tell a friend to tell a friend. And yes, reviews are always wanted. Let the world know how you really feel. And I can't forget support. Become a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents a month. And we can take this thing a long way. Peace and love. It's the team.